as God intended. Let's go. Welcome to Looking for Healing Talk Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. I'm your host for today, Nicola Burnett, holistic registered dietitian and functional medicine practitioner and proprietor of Back to Balance Wellness Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. I thank you for joining me today at Looking for Healing Talk Radio. This is an exciting show where you can learn from experts in the practice of natural medicine. And combined, the four show hosts possess more than 100 years of clinical experience as professional healers and includes myself, Nicola Burnett, Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. Brian Artis, and Dr. Jana Schmidt. If you are into all things natural when it comes to health and healing, then stick with us. This is the show for you. I am super grateful for having the opportunity to share and educate and expand the minds of others on the topic of natural healing, which is a topic that has seemingly gotten lost over the years as the primary way of healing. I invite you to share the links and to tell all your like-minded friends and family that they can find us live every week on America Out Loud Talk Radio at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and via recorded podcasts at americaoutloud.com, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora Networks, and via America Out Loud phone apps downloaded from Apple, Android, and Alexa. And I'd like to just take a moment to thank the sponsor of the show, Global Healing. They make beautiful natural supplements that are made with pure ingredients. I'm a big fan of their vitamin B12 formula. B12 is necessary for maintaining the energy pathways in the body, necessary and critical for the neurological system. And I super appreciate the fact that it's triple activated because it's made with the three best forms of B12. It contains Ormus supercharged minerals, and it is made with triple distilled biophotonic structured water. And Global Healing is offering a generous 15% off of your first purchase as a thank you to our faithful listening audience of Looking for Healing Radio. Just use the discount code of OUTLOUD when placing your order. That's O-U-T-L-O-U-D, OUTLOUD. Okay, so let's get into it today. We have an interesting show today, (laughs) I guess I would call it. I'm going to spend the time on this show to answer the question I get asked all the time by people, very, very commonly. I am always, always approached by all kinds of people. It could be somebody I meet at a party. It could be um, clients that come into our center. Uh, It's just very frequent and very often where people are always asking me, gosh, you look so young wow, you're so youthful in just the way, you know, your energy and the way that you are. You don't have any wrinkles. You still have lots of hair on your head. (laughs) Um, You have a nice figure. You're, you're in shape. You're not overweight. You, you know, you, you 
have beautiful legs, you have beautiful skin. I, you know, all kinds of things that um, people will say to me. And the interesting thing about that, what's so interesting to me is that I will respond instantly by commenting. I will say, thank you. And I will come back with the comment that it is the lifestyle that I live that allows for all of this. And, you know, the interesting thing about that is that people will come back and they, they kind of give me this look like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. it's just, you know, you, you're just the lucky one. You got the good genetics. Now, there's something in your family where everybody just looks young and it runs in your family. I get this kind of look. I can hear people's thoughts. And that is so not the case. That is, that is not the case at all. Um, I have been living a lifestyle that, how should I say, contributes to or supports all of these things. And the thing that's the most important about that statement that I just made is that I live a conscious lifestyle, a conscious lifestyle to choose all these things and to participate in all of these things. Because the truth of the matter is that I have spent a lot of years, my first um, young formative years with a lot of health issues, some pretty serious health issues. And I'm just not willing to live out the second half of my life for the rest of my life uh, dealing with that kind of nonsense. Um, And I I just, you know, I'm, I'm at a place in my career and in my life where I just, I know better and I know enough and I just won't allow that to happen. I'm I'm just not interested in creating that, or I'm not interested in investing in things. Things are um, certain activities or certain um, mind chatter or belief systems um, or movement patterns or lack of movement patterns. I'm just not interested in participating in those things that create an experience in a body that I am just not interested in. I'm not interested in sickness and illness and immobility. And I'm not interested in, I can't do that. And I can't do this because I'm old now and this hurts and that doesn't work. I'm just not interested in participating in any of that. And so I actually do the opposite. So again, I just want to reiterate, this is a conscious choice. When people say, oh, it's a lifestyle choice, what they're saying is that somebody took the time and the effort and put forth their life force energy into really, really thinking about the decisions they wanted to make and the choices they wanted to make about how they wanted to live. And that's something that I think I've done for a really long time. I I mean, I started to get into health and wellness and get interested in that when I was a senior in high school. Now, I didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll put that out there. But I was always had some kind of interest in health and wellness. And when I think back on some of the things that I did, you know, it's definitely a journey. When you're on this journey with health and wellness, it's it's definitely a journey. And and you know, there's I'm going to call it an immaturity with some things that I did, but it was the best that I knew at the time. 
So um, I think that's another thing. If we always do the best we can do at the time, and then as we learn more, as we grow more, as we study more, uh, we can do better. And so I think that's another really important thing is it's a journey because people always ask me, well, what do you do? Well, how do you, you know, why do you, how are you the way that you are? And it's like, oh, wow. You know, I've put decades into this. This is something I've really worked at um, consciously for a very long time. So when I talk about, you know, some immature things I did, um, I'm talking about things that I'm sure a lot of people out there in the listening audience will laugh and can relate to. But I remember being a senior in high school and I remember being in the bathroom and I lived in a family with five people and we had two bathrooms, but there was one bathroom was the primary bathroom that everybody used. So um, once I got in there and I was private, I would lock the door and I would lie down on, on the floor on my back and I would do lots of sit-ups because I had a little tiny bit of a belly and I wanted to get rid of it. And I did a bunch of sit-ups and, you know, that's, that's what I, I don't know, even know where I pulled that from or where I gathered that from, but that's, that's what I did. And of course it never worked because those two things are not necessarily related. Um, but I didn't know that at the time. So, and the other thing that I recall doing is I, I, I really started to get into health and fitness when I was in college and I used to be on the swim team in high school and I continued swimming uh, one to two hours a day when I was in college. And I remember eating things like a giant bowl of bran flakes and I would, you know, throw some yogurt on top and put a banana in there. And I considered that to be healthy at the time. Um, what I didn't realize was, you know, wheat and GMO, um, that piece of it in, in the cereal and lots of sugar in the cereal, which, you know, I wasn't aware of these things at the time. Um, and also I remember doing tuna fish sandwiches, um, for lunch very often because it was a lean meat because I was avoiding fat. Um, <clears throat> And also because, uh, you know, I had to get my protein in. So, you know, these types of thoughts really dominated um, my thinking. And that's what I mean when I say I was kind of immature in my thinking. On the one hand, I'll say that. But on the other hand, I mean, I wasn't pounding, you know, a beer and pizza for lunch every day. So, and then I also remember when I was in college, you know, I was kind of obsessed with counting calories and I had a little journal and I would measure everything out and weigh things out and count calories. And God forbid, if I went over a certain amount of calories and, you know, that was really kind of ridiculous and extreme and not very helpful as well either. But, you know, again, you, you do what you know at the time. And when I was in college, I was going to school to actually become a uh, dietitian, registered dietitian. So I was a little bit kind of overboard and a little bit um, took these things kind of I, these, these types of strategies, um, probably a little bit too far. So anyways, I also will admit that I was very type A and had lots of control issues. And I think there's just something about counting calories and restricting and making sure this is a half a cup and this is a cup, you know, that, that I know now definitely reverberated back to, my childhood and a lot of the emotional issues that I had growing up in my family that I didn't have control over. And so I, I resorted to a lot of these strategies 
um, I, I understand now because of those things. And, you know, everything serves you in some way. And so all this, this whole dance that I did and this, uh, with all these little different techniques, you know, all of it taught me something and all of it gave me some little pearl of wisdom just to kind of visit these different areas around health and wellness and nutrition. And it's really contributed to all the things that I, um, you know, to the skill levels and, and the mastery um, levels in, in my field that I, in the accomplishments, et cetera, that, you know, I have achieved um, up to this point today. So I just honor all of it and I don't judge any, any of it. And, um, you know, it's all contributed. So it's all good. I also had a little, most people don't know this about me, but I also had a little snippet of a couple of years where I got into bodybuilding and I was really interested in pursuing it, you know, on a, on a bigger scale. And, uh, I, teamed up with a partner and I had a partner for a little while and that partner actually got very ill and ended up passing away. And that was very, um, a little bit challenging and a little bit, uh, devastating to me. So, um, that was, that was another interesting piece, uh, that I spent some time in that world, uh, with people really, you know, pushing their bodies to the limit, all of the abuse of the, um, uh, how should I say, I'll just call them steroids, you know, drugs, all of the things that people were doing. I never participated in any of that, but I certainly was immersed in a culture and in a world where a lot of people, most of the people around me were participating in that. Um, and that was a really interesting thing because that really uh, creates some serious problems. Lots of, of rage and anger issues, uh, lots of acting out and not being able to conduct or control themselves appropriately when they're taking these, um, you know, these steroids and these hormones, lots of fighting, lots of, um, you know, actually violence, lots of um, relationships breaking up. So that was a really interesting world uh, for me to view and to watch. And I, I really learned a lot and I got out of that, uh, got out of that uh, world eventually. Um, but I, I learned quite a bit and that was an interesting aspect of health where people are kind of really, really pushing the envelope uh, with their bodies and their capacities and, and what they, you know, what they could, what they could achieve and what they could do, you know, out of the norm. So I will say that it takes a lot to be healthy these days. And I, I just want to acknowledge that there's so much working against us, unfortunately. Um, everything from, you know, the GMO, the um, pesticides that they're spraying in the food, uh, you know, God knows what <laughs> they're spraying uh, out of the air in the, um, in the chemtrails. I have seen so many reports of this where people will take samples, send them off to a lab and have them analyzed and get the reports back. And, you know, there's a lot of things there that we are subjected to and breathing in just on a, a normal, <clears throat> normal day of our life. So there's, there's really a lot that we're getting hit with and it's a lot more work today than I think it's ever been. So, um, I get it when some people feel very, very overwhelmed and they're just kind of want to throw their hands up and, and just give up. 
But I would really encourage people to not do that and to really start looking at health and wellness um, in, in a very much more simple, simple way, simplified way. You really have to look at your lifestyle and kind of look at the, the microcosm and watch yourself and look at the decisions you're making and the choices that you're making. And, you know, I always share with my clients, you either get sick or you get healthy, you know, one bite at a time, one sip at a time of, of whatever, one thought at a time. So it, it's little baby steps. And if we're not well, we really have to stop and look at what are the things that we've been doing that are accumulating over time and really starting to cause issues. And then starting to just pick maybe one, two, or three of those things and start working backwards, if you will, and start working on undoing those things. But again, just one habit at a time, one bite at a time, one sip at a time, you know, whatever that might be, or one thought at a time, or, you know, even listening to your verbalizations and how you speak to other people and how you speak to yourself, frankly, in your head. So all of these things are involved uh, in, in health and wellness. And if you start to really just think of it in that way, just taking little baby steps, that's really the only way to get to that place of where you want to be. And that's what I do every day. So that's, that's what this uh, podcast is going to be um, the focus of today, I guess I'll say. So we're getting to that point where I need to uh, take a break. So we will just take a quick break. And when we return, I'll continue discussing and going into this and sharing further. My goal is to really provide some, some tips and pointers in different ways to think about health and wellness where it doesn't feel so overwhelming and so daunting and that you get inspired to perhaps do some of these things and uh, start, you know, just chipping away at all of these things to start changing the trajectory of your health, <clears throat> excuse me, your health and your wellness to something that you want it to be um, in the future. Okay, so we will be back in just a few moments. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. This is Nicola Burnett coming back from our short break on Looking for Healing Radio. And real quick, I just want to mention that if you're not able to catch any of our shows live, just know that all of our shows go to podcast, typically a day or two after the live broadcast is complete. You can listen to any of the podcasts on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, or America Out Loud, and many more. 
If you like what you're hearing, make sure to subscribe and rate the show for us. Okay, so let's get back into it. We are talking today about uh, a healthy lifestyle. And in particular, I'm going to share my thoughts and my suggestions and my concepts around a healthy lifestyle and what it involves to create that and how we really want to adjust our thinking in order to support that for ourselves. So one of the things that I'd like to say, and this is really a, you know, a premise, you have to work your way into a healthy lifestyle. And the first thing you have to do is decide that you want to create that for yourself. So it definitely is a work in progress. And and I just want to say that. So I'm going to go into some of the, some of my thoughts, tips, pointers, some of the things that I think that I observe in other people, you know, just, just walking around out there in public and, and just seeing, you know, clients as they come into the office, just, you know, just some observations around some things that I hope maybe um, most of you will find this very helpful. One of the, my favorite tips that I like to give about health and wellness, and boy, when I started to do this, it was a game changer and it changed my life. And I don't remember who it was to this day who said this to me, but I, I do remember somebody somebody talking to me and, and shared this concept with me. So I, I can't take credit for this. Somebody shared it with me and I just decided to um, practice this. And what I'm referring to is this person said, you know, you really have to book yourself as a client first. And they said, literally go to your calendar You know, if you book your calendar for your day or your week or your month or however, you know, whatever it is that you do for a living and and how you have to kind of forecast and plan your days, book you first. It's the first thing you do. You go to an empty calendar and you write in your name, like almost like you're a client, right? And so you write in your name, whether it's, you know, the time you're going to meditate or the time you're going to go to the gym or you're just taking personal time just to be alone or read a book or whatever it is that you feel that you want to do book yourself first, literally write yourself in on the calendar, block the time and then book everyone and everything else around you. That's one of my favorite tips. And like I said, that was a game changer when I started doing that. And the other thing that is so important, ah, I say this all the time to people and they really don't get it. They really don't get it until actually they're in our program at the center and they kind of bump up against some some challenging things as they're going through the program with their health. Like maybe we start them on a detox and they start having some detox symptoms. That's what I mean by bumping up against some things. Health is a journey. It's not a destination. Everybody, and I mean everybody, always starts out with the focus of health being a destination. And especially when they come to the center because they're signing up and the first goal that we accomplish after we do all of the assessment and evaluation and we get all the test results back and we're looking at everything and sifting through it and then starting to build out a plan for recovery and to restore health, 
the first thing that we do is look at restoring nutrition, the nutrition status in the body. And so the questions I get are, well, how long is it going to take? You know, I'm so excited to start this. And, you know, how long is it going to take? When is my nutrition going to be back into, you know, stellar condition and, and just ideal, um, an ideal healthy situation with my levels of, of nutrition in my body? And when I give them the answer, and the answer to that is, well, if you're over 50, it typically takes about nine months to recover and restore nutritional deficiency. If you're under 50, it typically takes about six months. And I kind of get this like, wow. And then I get this look, you know, I'm like, that surprises me. I, that's, that's much longer than what I thought it would be. Well, I'm going to be different and I'm going to do it faster. And I, when I see that look, I will share with them that there are limitations as to how quickly a body can heal itself. And and I mean, practical, just practically speaking, there's only so many sites for absorption, right? It's kind of like I always describe nutrition as, you know, a bus pulls up, there's a hundred people waiting to get on the bus. There's only 50 seats on the bus, 50 people get on and 50 people don't, and they have to wait. And so that's, there's a similar um, experience when you're talking about uh, nutrition and digestion and absorption and assimilation, um, you know, that there is, it, there is a, um, a limitation there and there is a, um, how should I say, you know, just, just the way the body is built and the way the body is made, there's a practicality there. And so, uh, and sometimes if I have somebody who's in the 60 to 80 year old or even older range, Uh, Sometimes it can take, you know, 12 to 16 months to fully recover their nutrition. But the flip side is true as well. Um, I remember having one of my greatest stories or one of my most memorable stories is I had a a gentleman come in who was 62 years old. Um, And the interesting thing about this gentleman was that he did Bikram yoga. He was very committed to a Bikram yoga, a hot yoga practice. And he did it every day. And by the time I was working with him, I I believe it was two years that he had been consistent and had not missed a day. And, you know, he said, some days I go in and I'm really into it and I'm strong and I can do a lot. And other days I'm just struggling and it's just, you know, something to stay in the room, but I go every day. And that's the point. That's how I start my day. I just get up early and I throw my clothes on and I just go to yoga. And I, you know, whether it's a hard day and I can barely do anything and just stay in the room, or it's a day where I just feel really strong and I can really push. I just, either way, I know I'm getting benefit. And to my surprise, I mean, I'm, I'm an avid hot yoga fan as well. I do that on a regular basis, but to my surprise at six, he was the first 62 year old man that was able to recover and restore his nutrition, you know, not completely all the way, but quite dramatically and quite significantly within four months. And that has everything to do with this lifestyle of him getting up and, and doing this practice of yoga every day. So, but going back to the health as a journey and not a destination, you know, so many people will get to the point where like, oh, I, okay, I finally got there. My nutrition is recovered. 
okay, so I'm healthy, right? And it's like, well, not exactly. Now we have to go into practices of detoxing and we go into that. And even if people do the whole program, sometimes things will happen in life and we get hit with things that can take us down. Something as simple as, believe it or not, folks, getting a new pet in the family. Usually it's a new dog or a new cat that can introduce all kinds of um, bacteria or parasites specifically onto uh, into people's bodies. And nowadays, everybody is treating their pets almost like they're human children and they're sleeping in the bed with them and they go everywhere with them and they sit on their lap all the time. And, you know, I, I just heard a really interesting study recently, I think it was just like two days ago, about how there's a, there was a study done where there's a correlation between the ownership of a lap dog and MS. And I, I, I'd have to go back and listen to this, um, this video. I, I can't recall the details of it. I just heard it a couple of days ago, but it was very, very interesting. I think it was a study that was done way back in the early 80s. And they found this, don't ask me how they found this, but they found this common link between people who had lap dogs and a mess. So when you think about it, you know, when you have an animal and they sit on your lap, that's what a lap dog is, maybe a smaller dog. And, you know, they're, I hate to say this, but they're, you know, they're, they're, bottom, <laughs> their, their anus is making contact with your, you know, your skin, your clothes, whatever it might be sitting on your lap that can be something that it, you know, that there's a transmission that occur that can occur there or transmissions can occur when you're sleeping with an animal in the bed and they're, you know, leaning on you or lying on you. Um, that's something very, very common. So sometimes people will complete our entire program. They look great. They've done cleansing, you know, everything looks great. Their thermographies, their scans, their blood, everything looks really good. And now they're on a maintenance program and, you know, maybe they disappear for a year, they come back and I will look at their biochemistry and the scans and the blood. And we can start to see some interesting things. Like it starts to look like there's something going on or something. Um, it doesn't look as it good as good as it did a year ago. And I'll start asking questions about lifestyle and are you still taking your supplements is there anything different or new? Maybe somebody um, started a practice of drinking alcohol on, on a more regular basis, or maybe they stopped exercising, or maybe there was something like a car accident that occurred. Or I will ask the question, have you since, you know, since one year ago, since we did your last tests and scans, have you brought any new pets into the home? That's a common question that I will ask. So we have to investigate when we see things like that. So again, going back to it's a journey, it's not a destination. Sometimes people say, well, God, I did all this work and I did this cleansing and I did this and I did that and I look so good. Like why a year later am I not looking so great? It's like, well, because you know, it could be a lifestyle change, it could be something and, and we're always getting hit with some things. So if you're not keeping up with things and, and on top of things, then things can kind of start to backslide. If people are not taking their supplements on a regular basis, then they can start to move back into a state of deficiency. And that makes them more susceptible to infections. And if they have an exposure, like a new pet in the home, then, then sometimes that's all it takes. 
let's see, another little um, thought, and I kind of already mentioned this, but this is a really important one. You have to understand that you get sick or you get well. And I already said this, but I'm going to repeat it again. You know, one bite of food of, at, at a time or one sip of food at a time or one sip of a drink at, at one time. And that could be the things you're doing, right? But that also could be the things you aren't doing. Like, let's say you force yourself to stay up late and you don't get enough sleep and your body doesn't have enough time to recover. Uh, through the night, or maybe uh, you're going out every weekend and socializing and, you know, getting a little bit sloppy with the alcohol intake. Maybe normally you had a limit of just one drink, or sometimes you didn't drink, but now it's two, now it's three, and now it's every weekend, right? Things like that can happen. Um, or perhaps it's something just as simple as, you know, wow, if I don't buy certain foods and they're not in the house, I, you know, I'll stay away from them and I don't eat them. But if I buy them, then I get kind of lazy and sloppy and, and then I'll eat the whole bag of whatever it might be, cookies or Cheetos or, or whatever it is that it might be. So that's an important thing to understand. You know, that moment where you're like, wow, to have a donut or not have a donut, feeling into it and saying, you know, yeah, it's here. I could have it. It's right in front of me. It's free. It's church on Sunday or whatever it might be the situation or somebody brought, you know, donuts to work that morning when you're sitting there and contemplating, yeah, I could, I could, but I really, I'm not feeling it. I really don't need it. I would just eat it because it's in front of me, you know, pulling back and really tuning in and getting connected and making that simple, what seems to be such a simple decision about not having that donut in that moment. I mean, honestly, that, that it's just, it can come down to really simple things like that where if you make a lot of those simple decisions, it can really change the trajectory of your health. And the next point that I wanna talk about or mention is that you really need guidance in this process of, of health and wellness. You know, health is nothing but biochemistry. It's all biochemistry. And you really need to seek the guidance out of somebody who speaks the language, who is familiar, who has background in training. Uh, because I promise you, just kind of throwing a dart at things where you get on, you know, a search engine and you're just, you know, what does it take to be healthy? And you're kind of throwing darts here and there at this. Oh, I heard coffee enemas were good. Oh, I'm, I'm supposed to work out. Oh, I heard that, um, you know, I'm watching this breathing practice um, on a video that popped up. Um, and I'm just going to do that. I mean, those things are good, but when it comes to things like a supplement protocol or, um, you know, changing your diet, um, or if you've got specific issues that you are really looking to, um, to resolve, like I have diabetes, you know, something of that nature, you really need guidance. And I can't say that enough. A lot of, so many of my clients will come into the office and they will say, well, I read this and I read that. And I know that, you know, vitamin D, you have to take vitamin K with vitamin D. And, you know, so I'm taking this DK formula and it's like, okay, well, let's first see if that's something you even need. And so after we do the assessment and valuation, maybe we'll come across the fact that they have a totally normal vitamin K level and a total, totally normal vitamin D level, 
And so they don't need to be taking a product like that. And perhaps I'll put them on just a maintenance dose of D, kind of a lower maintenance dose, or perhaps I won't if they tell me they're an avid outdoors person or they hike all the time or they swim all the time. Um, you know, in an outdoor pool, then, you know, making those judgments and assessments. Now, I'm really simplifying this. There's a lot of biochemistry that's really complicated. And sometimes I'm, I'm reviewing scans on people. And I'm like, wow, you need niacin, you need iron, you know, but I can't give you those things right now, because your iron levels are toxic because of this, that and the other. And we can't, it's, this is not a good time to provide niacin to you because we're having a lot of issues with circulation and blood flow relative to the heart and the brain. And if I were to offer you some niacin as a supplementation at this moment in time, it could really cause some issues, issues of syncope or which is fainting, um, and so this is not the time we need to recover some of your nutrition. We need to improve some circulation and blood flow. And at a later time, maybe in three months, four months, that will be suitable and appropriate to introduce niacin to you. So it's, it's things like that. And that's why I say that it really pays off to have somebody who is educated and, and really knows what they're doing and can really give you some good advice so that you don't end up wa uh, wasting a lot of time, you know, buying this or taking this when you don't need it. Okay, so we're going to run and go to another short break here. We'll be back and we will continue and carry on with this discussion. So hang in there and we will see you in, back here in just a few moments. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news, liberty and justice for all. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to AmericaOutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. 
HealthyCell.com, code out loud. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Looking for Healing Radio is on five days a week, Monday through Friday. Between my co-hosts and I, you can find a new show every day of the week. If while you're listening, a question pops into your mind about any of the shows that you might be watching, please feel free to submit your question by going to the nav bar on the Looking for Healing page. We would love to hear from you, and all questions and comments are welcome. So this is Nicola Burnett. I am discussing today on this podcast, on this or live show, whichever one you're listening to, the facets involved with creating a healthy lifestyle. So I've gone through a few of them. I'm going to continue. We've got quite a few more to go through. So I'm going to carry on with this discussion. Uh, The next, we talked about four aspects of that. And the next one I was going to share with you, you have to want it. I mean, just like anything else, you have to want it. And I think that a lot of people, when they think about health, they go into their head and they turn it into this monstrosity of, oh, I got to spend 15 hours a week and I got to get a trainer and I got to be a member at a gym. And I, you know, I got to do this and I got to do that. And I, you know, I got to get up early and being healthy is going to take all these things away from me, maybe socializing or staying out late or partying or drinking or whatever it is. And I would just say, wow, take a look at that. If that's how you, you, you view this and look and see if you can deconstruct and reconstruct that thought process. Because even I listening to that would think, wow, that's like really overwhelming. And I would just push back from that. And I would probably feel a lot of resistance. So, and that ties into my next, uh, the next aspect of this. It's kind of related. You want to really be aware of when fear is getting in the way. And you're resisting or pushing away from a healthy lifestyle because of fear. You know, here's a classic common one, ladies. Our beloved brothers, husbands, uh, maybe grandfather uh, or father, uh, the men in our lives that we love, it's so common that they will avoid going to a, to a physician. They'll just say, oh yeah, I'm not going to the doctor. I'm not going to the dentist because, you know, they're going to find all these things wrong. And then, you know, I'm going to have to do all this work. I mean, that that's a very fear-based approach. And so just deconstructing that and reconstructing that, which is, wow, if I go, I don't know, maybe if I go see a dentist and just get my teeth cleaned once a year, so that they can catch things when they're minimal and minor and you're not waiting until you've got seven teeth that have rotted out of your head 
and they have to be pulled. And now, you know, you're 45 and you have to have a, a partial put in or dentures put in. I've actually seen these cases before. And when I've asked, you know, the person or the, or a lot of times it's clients, you know, how did you get to that point or why did you let it go that far? It, you know, it really just comes down to fear. And so we need to not let, we can need to become aware if fear is creeping in around this and really work to not let this take us over. And another thing, next point is make good use of your time. Oh, dear God, it's amazing when I just look at people and look at the the lifestyle choices that they make, you know, something as simple. And I'm telling you guys, it can be this simple. Um, I live in Las Vegas and uh, one of the places that I go to, not often, but, you know, there's a restaurant, there's a couple shows that I really enjoy at the Luxar. Uh, and so when I have friends come into town, a lot of times I will take them to the Luxor because there's a couple um, shows and things going on there that I, that I really enjoy. And when you come into the Luxor hotel, you can either take the stairs or you can take the escalator. And actually I have to say, I do this in all hotels and casinos. So it's not just the Luxor, but that's the one that's just coming into my head right now for some reason. Uh, if, if, if the truth be known, Carrot Top is <laughs> one of my favorite shows. Um, so I'm always taking friends and, and family over to the Luxor to see that show. It's, it's, it's awesome. So I, I go there a lot, um, but just make good use of your time in, in the sense of, wow, just, you know, take the stairs instead of taking the escalator or a big one. Wow, this is such a big one. Turn the TV off. Or nowadays, I should say, get off social media, set some boundaries, have some limitations. You know, I have a whole practice where in the evening after six o'clock, it's me time. It's my time. I don't do business calls. I don't talk about things relative to business. You know, the ringers go down. Um, Maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe it's a bath time or read a book. But most of the time, what I'm doing is a movement program. And I really just do an intuitive movement program. Sometimes I just feel like I want to open and stretch. If I've been sitting at a desk all day, I want to do a lot of, um, you know, kind of more back bend type of movements. And so I just sit on the floor. I play some really nice, relaxing music. It might be nature sounds or, or bird sounds or something like that. And I just, you know, I sit on the floor and in my workout room and I just start moving. And so I really gave up my TV time or my social media time, really put a hard stop on that and thought, okay, I've got now this extra 45 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever it is. What am I going to do with this time? And I just started doing a movement program. And so I've got over the decades, I've gotten in the habit of doing this. And now it's just normal for me. I don't even think about it. It doesn't feel like I'm giving anything else up. So many people will sit down at night and just check out with a television. You know, they, they go to Netflix, they binge watch. And it's like, wow, I always share with my clients okay, if you're going to do that, why don't you sit on the floor and do some stretches or do some movement as you're watching something instead of just lying on a bed or lying on a couch for hours? Because most of us just sit all day long. We get up, we sit in a car to go to work. We get to work, we sit at work. We leave work, we sit in a car. 
we get home, we sit in the couch or we sit at a table and we eat. So sitting, 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 if anybody has ever heard of sitting as the new smoking, that's very, very true. Uh, sitting is really doing a lot of damage to people insofar as their structure, um, their the structure of their body, like their I'm talking about their muscles and their joints and their myofascial tissue and, um, and their skeleton. And I see this all the time. So uh, that's one tip that I have that I think could be really helpful. And next tip that I have is you cannot ignore your emotions and negative thought processes. This one's really important. Really be mindful about your thought processes um, towards yourself or towards others in general. I, I, I can't stress this enough. You know, God love my father. He, he passed away a little over a year ago, but the advice, the number one piece of advice that sticks out of my mind um, that he shared with me all the time, I used to hear this all the time <laughs> when I was younger and, and even older, but mostly when I was younger if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. And by the way, nice does not mean that by nice, I don't mean to imply don't be honest. Sometimes when you're honest with people, it can be hard to hear, but it still comes from a kind place, right? So um, so I just wanted to put that little caveat in there about my my thoughts on on being nice. Nice doesn't mean be fake. Um, but anyways, that, that rule applies to yourself. <laughs> if you're thinking things in your head that are not nice relative to you or in regards to you as a person, then that's something that needs your attention. That really is something you need to look at and spend some time around that, I would suggest, and look at why that is and look at how you can deconstruct and reconstruct that and look at why that aspect of not being so kind or nice to yourself is there in the first place. Now, one of the things that I'll share with people when we are in sessions is a lot of emotional things will come up as they go through our program at the center. Again, maybe they're on a detox and the detox is a little, you know, they're in a little bit of a rough patch with something and the, you know, their anger comes up or their fear comes up and, you know, we look at those things. And so a lot of times I'll be reflecting back to them comments that they made or language that they used that was not so favorable around themselves or maybe around somebody else in their household, like around, um, you know, their spouse or their kids. And we'll stop and I will stop in a consult and I will spend time talking about that and why that is and possibly, you know, getting to the root of that and how, how that could be deconstructed and reconstructed where how they think about this person or how they communicate with this person could be done in a different way uh, with just, you know, basic communication skills where it creates a much more loving, favorable, supportive environment for solutions in the relationship or in the home rather than just, you know, a bitch session or, or just kind of throwing projections and anger around. So this is a really important piece. 
And the next point that I'll, that I'll bring up, these are things that I'm just kind of thinking of as we're moving along here. And I kind of already mentioned this, but you must pay attention to your mental health. So many people just think about, you know, health and wellness again as a physical piece. Now there is definitely a connection there. I mean, simply put for myself, when I get really stressed, I need to move. Like I just need to move. And uh, sometimes I'll just stop. I'll get up from whatever I'm doing at my desk and I will walk away. And um, if I have access to certain things, like maybe an exercise ball, depends on where I'm at, whether I'm at my home office or, or um, over at the center, but depending on where I'm at, I will just get up and do certain things. Um, you know, just do certain movements. Uh, sometimes I'll just get outside and take a, pr- a brisk walk and just feel the fresh air. I just need to move my body. And so that's, that's something that's really important. Now, when I move physically, it helps to discharge a lot of maybe mental stress or mental anguish. And so that there definitely is a connection between the two, but I just would encourage all of you to think about your mental health, not just the physical aspects of health. I think that's a really important piece. And I think another important piece here, moving on to the next piece, is move away. Look at how you can move away from Western medicine style of thinking. You know, I see things so often with people. I, I have a, a client who is, she's a mom and she comes in, her son comes in, her son had a lot of weird skin rashes and and, and was kind of lethargic and um, was having trouble participating in sports after school. You get really tired, you didn't have energy. And so I was seeing both of them for a period of time. And then there was this period of time where they just disappeared And I, you know, come to find out through the grapevine, maybe through another client that I ran into in a grocery store or something like that, that this person got diagnosed with breast cancer. And so right away, they went into a lot of fear. This is all communicated to me through this person because they were friends with this client. Oh, well, you know her. She's nervous, Nellie. She panicked. She freaked out. She went into all this anxiety. And she just ran right off and went to the doctor and, you know, jumped right into chemo and radiation. And I'm not saying that she made a wrong decision. That's, I mean, it's none of my business what she does with her body. But I think now after moving through these past three years of some interesting things with a certain pandemic, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, I think some things have really come to light that reveal in the grandest of ways that Western medicine is not our friend. Western medicine is not interested in health and healing. And that frankly, it's become one of the most dangerous places to hang out. And I think a lot of people have come around to this idea. And so just taking a moment to stop and ponder, just ponder some other possibilities. You know, even if that means like, oh, I, you know, let me, I heard about echinacea and I feel like I have a little scratch or tickle in my throat. You know, let me pick up some echinacea, 
right? And see how that works and, and do some research online and kind of get some idea of maybe a good product or how much I should take. I mean, even the tiniest things like that, they seem tiny, but they're really not tiny. They're actually really big deal, a really big deal because you have to start somewhere. And everywhere you start somewhere, you have to start with these, what I'm going to call these baby steps. And uh, moving on from that, uh, the last thing that I'm going to talk about is sleep and setting boundaries. So sleep. Oh, God, I think I'm going to do a whole show just on sleep and how important it is to the biochemistry and to the body and all the organ systems. It's just absolutely critical. So I don't have time to get into that now, but just really being guarded of your sleep and, and going to sleep at the time you feel tired and not pushing past that and forcing yourself to stay up. And really, you know, if you can get away from an alarm and let your body wake up naturally. So there's a natural sleep cycle. That's really, really important. And the other thing is setting boundaries. Setting boundaries is so important. Setting boundaries with yourself, setting boundaries with others and learning how to do that. Just because you declared a boundary doesn't mean you keep a boundary. So this is really important for both. I think, I think all aspects of health, mental, um, psychological, uh, physical health, we all need to get really, really good on what it looks like, what it sounds like, what it feels like to set boundaries with ourselves and with other people. Okay. So gosh, these, these, uh, these shows always go by so quick and I always have so much more to say, but time is up. The hour is up. And I want to just say, I thank you for spending the hour with me. Blessings and abundance with your health and your life. This is Nicola Burnett signing off from Looking for Healing Radio. Mm-hmm.